This is a message for Elon Musk. It's like putting a message in a bottle and putting it out to sea, inasmuch as it's highly unlikely that such a big shot as Elon Musk will even come to know that this talk exists, let alone have any interest whatsoever in listening, listening to it. At least I can be free from the fear that he, using his influence, will get it removed from YouTube and what, what else, because he is a self-declared free speech absolutist. I could put a bottle to see or send him an email or whatever, but I'm doing, making this a public talk because there's a message here for others and for those who regularly listen to me and wonder why on earth or on Mars I'm speaking to a materialistic person then Dante Nithaya Chunakang Padeyane Patya. He's huge, I'm tiny, but we have some things in common. I'm going to be speaking in the third person about Mr. Musk. We have some things in common. <clears throat> he or you are exploring the frontiers and possibilities of this world, at least within the tiny jurisdiction of planet Earth. And I am exploring the frontiers and possibilities of worlds far beyond the spiritual worlds. For those who may not know, because after all, most of my listeners, regular listeners, are spiritually minded people and may not be very interested in topics concerning the comings and goings of Life in this world, uh, Elon Musk was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year for 2021, which is a huge thing. Uh, the magazine says that the Person of the Year signifies somebody who affected the news or our lives the most, for better or worse. In that year, his car company, Tesla, it rocketed to become the most valuable car maker in the world. And his rocket company, because he has multiple business ventures, his rocket company went up into space with an all-civilian crew for the first time. So he's, he's famous, particularly Mr. Musk is famous, particularly as being the founder and um, the ideologue and the innovator, uh, particularly in Tesla cars with electric cars and also some idea of flying cars and self-steering cars. And he's... There's the Tesla Motor Company, and there's also the SpaceX, which he sends up so many satellites into space and has so many ambitious plans. 
And apart from that, he has a brain chip startup, Neuralink, and, in, and an infrastructure firm, The Boring Company. And I'll take speak about that. Um, Tesla's market value in the year 2021 went up to more than $1 trillion. That's, that's more than we can... Average, I know, even Mr. Musk can really... Well, I guess he does calculate in his mind how much that is worth. That's more. That's worth more than Ford Motors and General Motors combined. Well, needless to say, after saying that, he's the world's richest man. Currently, someone's got to be the world's richest man, and it happens to be him at the present time. There have been several exceptional personalities in the last few years who have built huge businesses based on innovation that have changed the world. I'm, well, thinking of, well, if we go further back in time, there's, just mentioned the name, Ford, Henry Ford, his innovativeness changed the world. And in more recent times, there's been Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and even more recently, Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos. They've all built businesses based on technological innovation, vision, but Mr. Musk is exceptional in as much as, whereas others had one basic line which they pursued, he's pursuing several lines which all of which are remarkable, and there seems to be no limit to the ideas he can bring, and successfully pursue. He is, as Time magazine noted, profoundly influencing the world we live in, in many ways, for better or worse. He's trying to make it better, it seems like that, but many good ideas have their flip side, which become apparent later. He's making the future happen today. Science fiction, futuristic plans, he's just bringing them decades forward and making what might have seemed some futuristic dreams happen now. So that's pretty exceptional. I haven't studied him deeply, I must admit, but he seems to have a sense of idealism and concern with human progress. He aims to work in areas that he identifies as crucial to our future. Just the internet, renewable energy sources, if we're talking about electric cars. So much uh, problem in the world is caused by the burning of, mass burning of fossil fuels. Of course, electric cars will also need power generation. Uh, space, uh, that, that's also reusable uh, space rockets that also um, saves more space junk. And he's into space colonization, which is really futuristic, to say the least. He, PayPal was another way he revolutionized the way business is done all over the world. And, and we, don't, we don't even realize, we just take it for granted nowadays that we, 
we pay for things on the internet. But he was uh, he was a pioneer in that in his work in PayPal, which made financial transactions worldwide so much easier and paper free. Ah, oh yeah, solar energy. That's another thing. Solar energy, yeah. Uh, his SpaceX is launching dozens of satellites, it seems like, every week or every month uh, with the idea to make internet access for everyone, everywhere, available easily with much expanded bandwidth. Uh, colonizing Mars by the year 2025, he wants to send an astronaut to Mars and colonize by 2026. Wait a minute, that's just round the corner. Brave new world. We're going to make a brave new world out on Mars. Then what is there? A boring company, Hyperloop, an idea that was thought up years ago, and he's been working on making that a reality that one seems to be going a bit slow, the Hyperloop, uh, high-speed uh, ma- transportation, ground transport, just above the ground transportation. Uh, then with his Neuralink, uh, he doesn't get much congratulation from Peter and those who are into animal rights for having implanted a brain device in a pig as an experiment to see if this can be done with humans with the idea that by putting brain chips in pigs and eventually in humans that all kinds of diseases can be cured. Of course, sounds very dangerous also. Uh, You can just imagine the kind of ways that could be misused. Uh, So many ways he's pushing forward applied technology on various fronts and changing the way of life and the human experience in so many ways that it's hard to document it all. And even if you did, then probably by tomorrow he'd do something new. He's unafraid to express his mind on controversial issues. He takes a stand. He seems to be that he likes to be in the limelight. Uh, For instance, he's spoken out about the lack of oversight on artificial intelligence, saying that it's insane, it's more dangerous than nukes. He's a promoter of cryptocurrency, He favors direct democracy, which seems to be more possible in the age of the internet. Interesting idea. It's not a new idea. Uh, Among other things he's well known for is among several of his TV appearances, he took a puff of marijuana on one TV show and got highly criticized for doing so. There are worse things in the world. I'm not a promoter of marijuana myself, but anyway. Uh, he, where does he live? In a tiny, tiny house, futuristic house, being the richest man in the world and lives in a tiny house. Maybe that's also to show that 
Uh, we need to, while he's scaling up to go out to different parts of the universe, that we need to scale down in so many ways. Anyway, it's some kind of a message is there. Uh, one of his sons, he has quite a few kids. One of his sons was born in 2020. He gave the name. Okay, put that on the screen and see if you can work out. Well, I must say, I'm glad my parents didn't give me a name like that. It's pronounced X-A-12. Okay. So. He's fast, fast thinking. When accused, as he often is, of various things, is fast to reply. When a UN agency blamed the big rich people of the world, specifically naming himself and Jeff Bezos as saying that, practically saying they are responsible for world hunger because if they gave just six billion, only six billion dollars, which for super huge riches like them is only six billion dollars, uh, they could solve the world hunger problem. And Elon Musk shot right back and said, send me a, send me a plan showing how you can solve world hunger and I'll arrange it. Uh, shortly thereafter, it was seen from his accounts that he had given $5.7 billion to an, an undisclosed charity with no fuss and no publicity. What exactly transpired, we don't know. Uh, I also don't think that world hunger has been alleviated greatly, but anyway... A man who can lose $20 billion overnight, talking about Mr. Musk, and still have, still have so much more that he can carry on without stumbling or moaning. $20 billion, that, that's more money than almost anyone can imagine having, and he can lose it and go on. <laughs> How would you spend $20 billion if you had it? Well, maybe you could make a few space rockets. It seems he's more into innovation than being rich in and of itself. He's world rich, world's richest man, still has a sense of humor, seems to have some sense of principle, gets involved in, with people, has 63 million Twitter followers, so it seems a lot of people like him. A lot of people naturally don't like him. Uh, it's hard to be big in this world and, or be anything in this world, especially to get to the top of the business world without making some enemies. You have to, there has to be some pushing and shoving, there's some perceived arrogance. He's polarizing. He has detractors as well as fans, and his fans and his detractors don't like each other. Some people seem to hate him just because he's rich, but why be envious? Because he put in a lot of hard work. He has exceptional intelligence and vision, and why begrudge someone if they become big and rich? Someone's always big and rich. Exceptional intelligence and vision, we understand. It's because of good karma, by the grace of God. Vibhuti Matsatvam, stated in the Bhagavad Gita. Those who are Vedic theists, like myself, 
recognize that the, the success of successful persons is by the good will of God, of Krishna, for pious deeds performed in previous lives. And that's true even for persons who don't believe in God. They may have done pious activities in a previous life, which gives them a, a tremendous advantage in the present life. Mr. Musk might consider that however fantastic a person might be, and certainly it would not be an inaccurate description to say that he is an exceptionally exceptional person, but we are all tiny beings on a tiny planet in a tiny blip of time and all will be destroyed and finished and who then will sing our glories? There are higher forces that control our destiny, much greater powers than we can even begin to imagine. There have been many high-minded persons in history who sought to improve the human condition, but inexorably it just gets worse. What is needed more than external adjustment is internal adjustment. Extraordinary vision and innovativeness, undeniable. Thinking outside the box. Google's motto, thinking outside the box. But the kind of thinking outside the box by which scientific and technological breakthroughs are made, it's thinking outside one box, but once you jump outside that box, you don't realize, you may not realize that we're all inside a much, much bigger box. And it can be something like Russian dolls, although nowadays we're not supposed to say anything about Russia unless we blaspheme them. Anyway, Russian dolls. You, you jump out of one box, but you're still within another box. Okay, jump out of that box. And then <laughs> how many boxes are there? We're boxed in into various levels of material consciousness. Mr. Musk actually believes that it's highly possible that we're all part of someone else's computer simulation. But if so, the simulator could be part of someone else's simulation. And then again, you get into the, the Russian dolls analogy. How far back do you go? We're, 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 we're a simulation within someone else. Uh, the simulator is simulated, and the simulator of the simulator is simulated, and we go all the way back. The ancient yogic philosophic Theosophic tradition of India ultimately points to the cause of all causes, the ultimate simulator, if you will. And according to the ancient timeless information which comes from worlds far beyond the ultimate cause of all causes, is called Krishna. And fortunately, it's not exactly a simulation. It, it's a bit complex. The simulation is largely caused by our own imagination. It's, it's, uh, it's more complex than 
the Matrix might have us believe, but I won't get into the details now. Uh, if, as Mr. Musk seems determined to do, he's able actually to go to Mars or send someone to Mars in the next very few years, that would be a giant leapfrog for mankind, but on cosmic scale, it's like a frog jumping from one pebble to another. It won't solve the problems of mankind. It'll just transfer them from one sphere to another. If he's able to set up a colony on Mars, he could manage it by direct democracy. He could try it out there. But even to set it up, someone has to take charge. And, and uh, <laughs> you can't have direct democracy to, and then vote on every little detail of every little plan that you're doing. So someone has to take charge. Who will that be? Who, who calls all the shots in the beginning? You, you can't democratically sit around and discuss all the details or even the overall strategy when you have to set up a colony in a remote, hostile climate. So who's going to do that? Uh, Mr. Musk? And then it becomes what? A dictatorship. The same mentality by which we messed up Earth and therefore we want to escape to Mars will also mess up Mars. So uplift, uplifting the mentality of humankind is more important than uplifting humans to other planets. So that is my line. Upliftment of consciousness. Consciousness is the major unexplored sphere which is us. Another thing to be considered is that inevitably technological developments have unforeseen adverse consequences. We don't know what the long-term effects might be of putting thousands of satellites into space. Now there are about 2,000, and it's expected soon there will be 100,000. Now, if we just consider, according to whatever we're taught in school about science, the moon is satellite of this Earth, and it affects this Earth, not the least in the form of gravitation which affects the tides. Now, by putting so many tiny satellites, much smaller than the Moon, but much closer than the Moon, what is the effect? Will, will that affect the, tide, the gravitational pull, the tides? It could have tremendous consequences, which will not be good, because life in the sea and then the, the whole, which is, affects the whole ecosphere, it's all set up, fine-tuned to work under the present conditions. So a little change in in the sequence of the tides could be more disastrous than anything we've known yet. We don't know. We just don't know. 
But we can predict that technological, mass technological innovation will inevitably produce adverse consequences because it's seen again and again and again. There are, there are other things that could happen. The, the, the cloud formation could be affected. I, I'm not suggesting any specific way in which that could happen, but I'm just putting it out because we just don't know. Uh, climate change, floods, droughts, we don't know. Future generations will find out, but we don't know. I have a suggestion or a request for Mr. Musk as he's interested in exploring strange new worlds, uh, unconventional fields of research. There has been a lot of research into, well, there has been some research done, both in Soviet, both in the Soviet Union and in the United States of America. Uh, serious scientific research into phenomena such as parapsychology, ESP, yogic powers. Uh, there's been some research into near-death experiences. I request Mr. Musk to have the guts to promote research into all these and m most importantly into reincarnation because there's been there has been so much anecdotal or prima facie evidence for reincarnation phenomena all over the world again and again and again which seem the the straightforward explanation seems to be reincarnation now that if if that is a fact and well i accept it as a fact my my life is based on acceptance of that as a fact if that is accepted as a fact and understood that will massively alter our whole human condition and our whole perspective on life more than trillions of rockets. It would be a wholly new approach to life. You can do it. You're unconventional, which is required to go beyond what is considered proper and correct. You have the money. You don't tow others' lines. You don't believe, as far as I know, in spirit or God, but there is a huge area of human experience waiting to be uncovered. This could have profound, yeah, much more profound implications than all else you've imagined so far. Now, I'm going to throw out something which is a bit of a, well, it's a, it's a complete speculation, but could fit, <laughs> might tickle Mr. Musk a little, might give others a good laugh, but I suspect that Mr. Musk is Nikola Tesla reincarnated because there's so much in common, but this time Mr. Musk is not being dependent on big business, which 
messed up a lot of Mr. Tesla's work by he himself is driving the big business. But yeah, this is fully in the realm of conjecture. But the, the, these things do happen. Take reincarnation as a fact. Well, Nikola Tesla's somewhere, someone. And uh, especially for people with a strong motivation and a strong line of thought, that is likely to continue into another life. Anyway, now for something completely outrageous on my part, invoking a version of Pascal's wager. I'm saying a version of it because Pascal's wager is based on the presumption in Abrahamic religions that this life is all or nothing. You believe in God and you go to heaven. You believe in our God. The, you, you have to believe in God the way that we believe in God or you go to hell forever. So Pascal's wager is, well, you might as well believe in God because you don't lose much if it's not true. And if it is true and you believe in it, well, you win the jackpot. And if it is true and you don't, you don't believe in God, then you really mess it up forever. So better to believe in God. So a version of that, because the understanding reincarnation means we do get chance after chance after chance, materially and spiritually. So you may really flunk it in this life, but you still have future lives to develop spiritually. However, there is such a thing as karma. And anyone who does a lot of karma in this world, karma also means work and activity. It doesn't just mean the results of previous actions. Actually, the, the original meaning of the word karma is work or activity. So anyone who does big work in this world, they're going to make a lot of karma also. And it's always mixed. There's good and bad. So doing something in the service of God, even if you don't believe it's Pascal's wager, doing something in the service of God will give you good karma in future lives. It's, it's like you, you can take it at least as an investment. And if, you don't, if, if there is no God, according to what you say, I don't say, but if you, you say, say that, what I'm suggesting it will not do you much harm. So here's my outrageous request or whatever. I am engaged in the service of God, believe it or not, as a, a, a very humble servant, not exactly the God who throws you into hell forever type of God, but anyway, one who is the uh, dispenser of universal justice, oversees karma and all this kind of thing. Uh, I am involved in multiple projects that would be benefited by substantial funding. Projects for the upliftment of mankind, upliftment toward God, or, or upliftment of consciousness. <clears throat> so you can donate what for you is a small sum of five billion, sorry, five million dollars, five million, I said. You might be insulted for asking for so little, but that's what I can conveniently disperse just now for establishing 
village communities, places of worship, renovating places of worship in the USA, Europe, and India. I don't have a personal account. I don't have any personal money, but I can recommend where it can be sent, uh, tax deductible. I will furnish accounts. I won't spend it on myself. Uh, so many things could be said about Mr. Musk, but that's enough for now. If anyone wants to offer any amount, you may not have $5 million in your back pocket. But if anyone wants to give anything, you're most welcome because we have important work to do. And dare, dare I say it, that this work that I and so many of my colleagues are involved in, of course, I'm not the, I don't by any means claim to be the only one, but the work that we're doing is ultimately of far more importance because than, than anything that anyone is doing, going into space or whatever, because we're working for the eternal benefit of all living beings on the spiritual platform. So anyone who wants to donate any amount, it's all welcome. And uh, below this YouTube, whatever it is, Facebook, uh, will be said where you can donate. Harava Bhaktasya Kato Mahan Guna Shavidvara Hoshra Karai. Remembering these talks, these sayings, I'll finish this talk. Vancha Kalpatarubhyas Chakripa Sindhubi Evajapa Patita Anam Pavanebhyo Vaishtavebhyo Namona Maha. Dantini Thaya Chunakang Padiyone Patya Kritvacha Kakushatam Eta Daham Rabimi. Hey. Sadava Sakala Eva Vihaya Durat Gauranga Chandra Charane Kurutana Ragaha Parivada Tu Jano Yata Tata Van Anamokarona Vayang Hari Rasa Madhirama Dati Mata Bhuvi Vilutama Nartama Nirvishama Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare.